Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode. Hi, friends, and welcome to The Happy Hour. Welcome to 2015. I'm so glad to be back with you. I took a couple weeks off with the holidays, and then we traveled out of the country, and then we all got sick. And so here I am, and I am so glad to bring you another podcast today. If this is your first time to listen to The Happy Hour, I'm glad you're here. It is just what it sounds like. I wanted a show where I could meet with another girlfriend and have her on the show, and you as the listener could really feel as though you know us and you're hanging out with us, and that's what this is. Each week, I invite a girlfriend to join me, and we just chat about what's going on in her world, what's going on in the big world, and how life is going for us, and I hope that you're going to enjoy it so much. Today, my guest is a friend of mine. Her name is Kat Lee, and she's a fellow Texan, and she runs a couple of blogs and does some podcasts, and she just brings a lot of wisdom to the table on mothering. She brings a lot of wisdom to the table on blogging and podcasting, and I think that you're really, really, really going to enjoy what she has to say today. Before we get going, I want to say thanks to two people who left comments over on iTunes. Um, thank you, Kaylin Craft. She left this comment. She said, since starting to listen to the happy hour while doing dishes and house cleaning, I've loved filling up my Goodreads list with books to read and in seeing women's hearts for the Lord at whatever season God has called them to. I was especially blessed by your podcast and talking about foster care. My husband and I have recently started praying and training to become foster parents, so the timing of this was encouraging. Thanks for making so many hours happy. Kaylin, thank you so much. That's so fun. The podcast she's speaking about is the interview I did with my friend Maris and Becca. And they're both foster parents and they talk about that. I also want to say thanks to Kate. They left a comment and said, Jamie has really great friendships with such amazing women. Each podcast I meet a new woman that inspires me. I love listening to these when I'm getting ready in the morning. Go Jamie. Thanks so much. You're right. I do have amazing friends. And so that's what makes this even more fun is that I just get to bring my friends along, introduce them to you, and then you get to know these awesome people as well. So thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoy your day. And here is my friend, Kat. Kat, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. It is super, super fun to be here. Super exciting. Okay. Um, I told you just a few seconds ago before we started recording that this is super special to me and in kind of a, a weird way because... I, you had me on your podcast, your Inspired to Action podcast, a while ago. Back in the day. Back in the day. And it was after that that I was like, I want to do this too. <laughs> I want to do what Kat's doing. This is what I want to do. And so it took me forever. And earlier this year, in 2014, in the spring, I sent you 885 boxer messages <laughs> to help me out because it was just so overwhelming. And so you stuck with me. So thank you. Well, I wanted to hear you because one, you have an awesome voice. Two, you're a natural. And I just knew it would be a podcast that I would love listening to. So of course, so I wanted sweet. to help you. You're so sweet. So it was fun. And since then, like today... Uh, Aaron was leaving the house and I said, can you, I need you to leave quickly because, you know, I have this <laughs> podcast I need to do. And he's like, are you wearing that? And I still was, had my pajamas on. I did have shoes on cause I took the children to school this morning in my pajamas. He's like, is that what you're wearing? I was like, yeah, 
this is how I do work in my pajamas. <laughs> they can't see me. It's awesome. So that's, that's one the of the beauty benefits of podcasting. Although there was this one time I interviewed Candace Cameron Bure, you know, every 12 uh, year old girl's yes, hero when they were I little. could not even believe that. Yeah. And so she came on and thought it was a video thing. And so I felt the need like, well, I need to click on the video thing, but I record in my closet. Yes, and I, <laughs> I was attired similarly to you as, and so it was, it was a humbling, humbling moment. But, uh, so sometimes I tried to be prepared, clothed properly. Was that weird talking to her? Because she was like, I know she's just a normal person, just like you and I, like, I, I honestly am not someone that's pretty starstruck, um, just because on a weirder kind of weirder, like Christian music thing, Aaron, like some people think he's like a big deal, which right. he is, but you know, he's right. my husband. Um, so I don't get Star Trek very easily, but was that kind of weird talking to someone that you, you, we watched on TV? You know, it was this weird phase in podcasting where for some reason I was getting these requests for people to be on the podcast. And I think it was just God prompting me to, Hey, this is, this is your deal. This is what I want you to do. And I think the week before I'd interviewed Andy Andrews, who's a New York times bestselling author. And when I'd been reading his bio, it said things like, you know, has met like regularly with various presidents and frequently consults NATO or I don't remember the different things, but all these things that I was so um, nervous before interviewing him. And then I think Candace's was shortly after that. So I think all of my nervous energy had been expended on Andy. And by the time I got to her, I, I, I was like, okay, this is, and, and I'd never interviewed a man before. And not oh, that like, yeah. that's, it's no. not like they're a completely different species or anything. Well, you know, well, uh, it's just different. Like it's just that's different. not what you do normally. Yeah. And I'd never interviewed anybody who, you know, like Andy Andrews. And so by the time I got to Candace, I was like, oh, it's a girl. Oh, it's, you know, my buddy DJ. And, right. you know, in my, my head, buddy. I was in my head, I was comfortable with it. I probably came across as a complete goober, but it was, it was actually pretty fun. And I'm thankful I wasn't nervous. So that is so cool. Everyone watched Full House. I mean, yeah. Hello. I'm sure she gets tired of that. But Well, you, you know, my podcasting motto is just fake it till you make it. Even I if I'm crazy nervous, <laughs> I pretend like I know exactly what I'm doing. Like I'm in charge of this and let's just go for it. Even it. if I have no clue. Yes, exactly. Now you are a podcasting like guru because you run two podcasts. I do. Which I can barely keep my head above water with one because the thing about podcasting is on days I usually do maybe – three days a month where I'll do two or three interviews in a day. So that's mm -hmm. kind of how I roll with it. But then I have to go back and edit those. And that's like my least favorite thing in the world to do. So yeah. you do this with two. I do not understand how you do it. Well, and so my, my perspective is inspired to action is my primary podcast. How they blog is my optional podcast. Mm. So I have seasons like right now where I haven't put one up as nearly as frequently as Inspired to Action. So there's one that I, I definitely do that way. I just don't feel quite that pressure yeah. to consistently churn stuff out. And I don't mind the editing. What I don't like is writing the show notes. That is that always is, a challenge. I do too. I'm so like, I have, can I get an intern or something? Right. <laughs> so I, I actually have to, before, I, I actually do have someone helping me write the show notes, but I still want to, you know, in, inject my own voice yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so I often will just read like iTunes reviews of people that have left some nice review just to encourage me to be like, okay, this matters. What I'm about to yes. do matters. Yes, so listening. I psych myself up to write those. That's so good. I actually was driving home on all by myself a couple of weeks ago, and I listened to back-to-back Hallie -back Blog uh, podcasts of yours. 
And um, it was actually, I listened to your other one. This was my first time to listen to any of these. And I was super, super, super encouraged. Um, I have just, I, I don't write as much on my blog. It's just, I don't know why. I, I don't feel like I have the time. And I really enjoy podcasting more. But I, I was so encouraged that day. So thank you for doing those. Oh, it's, you know, it's just an opportunity for me to learn. And then I get to share that with people. So it, it's That's just as fun, fun yeah. for me. Yeah. One thing, I can't remember who it was, but she said something about, or maybe it was even you. Once somebody said, because you're talking about like writing eBooks and writing about something that you're passionate about, you know, because I sometimes I'm like, well, there are a lot of people that know more about this than me. You know, I've thought about writing an adoption eBook. I've thrown that idea out to Aaron a hundred times. We should do this because I get a hundred emails a day, you know, and, but then I'm always like, oh, there's much smarter people about this. But somebody either on you or one of your guests was like, but you know more than a few people behind you. Mm-hmm. And so you can be an expert for as much as you know. And I was like, that was such good advice. You know, yeah. I yeah. do know more than some people. Absolutely. And people want you and your voice. Like I'm going to ask for, if I need my car to be fixed and for some reason I have to do it myself, I'm going to ask somebody that I know and trust how to do it. Not some expert. And, and people want somebody who's just one step ahead of them and that they trust. And that's just like the magic combo right there. You don't need to be talking to NATO about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You just need to be somebody that they trust and that's one step ahead and you're the expert. That's so encouraging, especially for moms that are wanting to step out and do something, you know, mm-hmm. a little different and that they can do it. Well, and the other thing is that if you are just one step ahead, you know exactly how they feel, exactly what oh, they're yeah. going through. And you can answer those specific questions that they have that somebody who is a quote unquote expert mm-hmm. They're not just going to remember that. And they're just going to gloss over those tiny little things that are actually the huge obstacles that so often keep people from taking that next step. Yeah. I think about that too, with wanting to write an adoption, like just something like a, a handy little free ebook is like, I am five years out. And so I'm like, I got to remember this stuff now. So I should do this now before I'm like too far gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know what I would say too, if you don't mind me interjecting, I thought. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, don't write a free ebook. Write an ebook that costs something and then write a free checklist, a free 10 something or others, because there's so many free ebooks out there that people are going to download it and then not read it, it, not take action on it. But if you create the ebook that, you know, make it some reasonable price that they'll, you know, want to be okay with, but then create something that they can just read in five minutes, take action on that day. And then when they think of Jamie Ivy, they think, oh, she's that awesome girl who really helped me with this. Ooh. And then they see your ebook and they're like, I want that because I already know that she knows how to cut to the chase and add value to my life. And this so then is, this is like free, I'm getting free blog advice right now <laughs> and I'm not even paying for this. <laughs> that might you know, be my goal for 2015 because another yeah. thing you and your guests talked about, y'all talked about this, about ebooks. And you're like, don't make them free because you're more, I have downloaded so many free ebooks and I have read zero of them. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I'm going to read are the ones that cost me something. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we take serious the things that we invest something in. Okay. And well. it, I mean, in a sense, honestly, it does your reader a service to charge for it because most people can afford two or three dollars. Mm-hmm. And if you're already giving them something of value for free that they can take action on right then, you're giving them that free thing that's going to help them. And then you're giving them this option to go even deeper and to make sure that they take it seriously by just, you know, paying the cost of a cup of coffee. Yeah. For so, and too, it, it holds me accountable. It holds whoever's, you know, writing accountable that this is, I'm just not giving away something for free. People are paying yeah. for this. 
Yes. Yes. So good. Okay. Well, we just jumped right in. I didn't even <laughs> let you tell who, people who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Give us the short like elevator pitch of who you are and what you do. Well, for some reason, I feel the need to now be very facetious and say, well, I'm actually, I knit for a living. No, you <laughs> should say like, I actually am a blog advisor. How about you add <laughs> that in there? I'll just throw that in. Yeah. I'll throw in all, all kinds of random yes. credentials. Okay, well, my name is Kat Lee, and I live in what is actually, I used to say this sarcastically, but now it's actually true. I live in the thriving metropolis of Waco, Texas. It is thriving now. It is. It is. My friend Liz Griffin was actually at a coffee shop in Waco called Common Grounds recently, Mm -hmm. and um, some college guys from Austin were there, and they said, oh, yeah, we just came up to check out the music scene in Waco. And we're like, what? (laughs) What? What world? Waco. What universe is this? So, um, so hey, yeah, it actually got the brand new stadium. We do, we Baylor do. Bears. Yep, and we have Fixer Upper. Have you seen that show? Yes. You guys need to check it out. Yes. Woman of God, awesome people, awesome family, so and fun. great show. So Waco is becoming the thriving metropolis. It um, is. It is. So there goes my joke. But you know, at least I live in a fun town. There now. you go. Um, and, and I live with my husband of 16 years, Jimmy, and our three kids who are 12, 10, and 7, and our dog, Captain. That might be TMI, but that's who I hang out that's with most of the days. Yep. It's a cute dog, too. Cute dog. Cute. Very energetic. Energetic cute dog. Yes. Yes. And so all your children are in school all day long. They are. And my husband works from home. So we are often in our PJs far too long into the day. That is so fun. Aaron <laughs> would never work. I mean, he has a very flexible workplace. So he works at coffee shops or we have an, a separate house behind our house. That's a studio. So he has an office back there. Nice. But if we worked in the same house, I think that I would drive him nuts. Cause I would <laughs> want to talk to him all day. I'd be like, Hey, or I'd be asking him, will you make me lunch? <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> will you make me something to eat? And he could never do that. Okay, so you run, we didn't say this, you run inspiredtoaction.com. Yes, which is a blog for a blog slash podcast, mostly podcast these days uh, for moms. And then howtheyblog.com, which is a podcast for bloggers. Do you also blog at howtheyblog.com? Not as much. I used to. There are a lot of actually, uh, in the beginning, I did a lot of just written interviews with different bloggers. Mm -hmm. And those are fantastic to go back to. They share some of their favorite resources like websites and apps and that sort of thing and lots of great tips. So definitely read those archives, but mostly now I just podcast. And the podcast Uh, is great if you're a blogger or wanting to be or something. I mean, they're really, I listened to them for, you know, driving from Tyler back home. It was great. And I also have a website called hellomornings.org. And it's basically just a community of moms who want to maximize their mornings, spend time with God, plan their day and get moving. So, and I did that. I did one session with y'all. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It was we have... really, 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 really hard. <laughs> well, we have some awesome things planned for 2015 to kind of ease that on-ramp for people. And um, I'm super excited about it. So basically the point of it is just to encourage women to get up and get, you know, before your kids, which that was a big thing for me, mm-hmm. get up before your kids, um, be ready, plan your day, spend time with God. And you even encouraged exercise. Right. Well, so here's the deal. God made us on purpose. So I want to live on purpose. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to live on purpose, I want to start my day 
on purpose. And I need to know what that purpose is. So I need to spend time with God. And then I want my day to reflect my purpose. So I plan my day and I'll have the energy to fulfill my purpose. And so I want to make healthy choices. So, you know, it's not about exercising 30 minutes in the morning, but just, hey, I'm going to do five pushups right now so that I am in the framework for this day that I'm going to make healthy choices so that I have the energy to do things that God has called me to do. Yeah. So, so good and so encouraging. I remember when I did my yearly challenge of motherhood thing. One mm-hmm. of the things was to actually get, it was this, I did your challenge with you guys. It kind of aligned there. And it was really interesting for me to be able to, um, greet my kids in the morning and wake them up yeah. instead of me being woken up by them. And then mm-hmm. I'm just grouchy. I don't like to be woken up, you mm-hmm. know, and I still struggle with this. You know, my alarm goes off at six and I have to be up by six forty-five. and three days out of the week, I'm getting up at six forty-five. I mean, it's really hard for me. Um, but I can see such a difference when I wake my kids up mm-hmm. versus them waking me up and being all frazzled. It's been, I mean, I used to be the exact same way and it has been such a powerful transformation mm-hmm. for me uh, just so that I'm on the offense, yep, you know, exactly with my kids right. yep. instead of the defensive and, yeah. and just, and being intentional and living on purpose um, has, you know, been really important to me lately. I heard this, can I share a nerdy statistic? Oh, I love statistics. Awesome. Okay. So I did that Strengths Finders test. Are you familiar with that? It's like oh, a personality yeah, kind of Yeah, I think test. I just did it recently. Okay. Um, what are you? Do you know? Um, I need to look and find out. <laughs> okay. So there are 34 strengths themes. It's a really hard word to say, strengths. Um, and, and this is done by Gallup. So it's, it's a very well-researched um, test. So there's 34 strengths themes. And the statistic is, is that if for anybody to have the top same top five as you, the odds are something like one in 300,000. I'm not getting the exact the top five. Yeah, the same top five. So then the odds of anybody having the same top five in the same order are one in 33 million. So then the odds of anybody having the same 34 all in the same order, it's some number that has like, 36 zeros behind it. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, well, that really is awesome because when God says that we are uniquely and wonderfully made, he really meant that. Mm-hmm. And so then I was thinking, well, I wonder how many people are in the world and how many people have ever existed. So I did a little research and apparently approximately 107 billion people have ever existed. Have from ever the be- existed. Okay. Right. From the beginning of time until now. Okay. So then I thought, well, I wonder how many people will exist. And so I did a little research and according to scientists, Earth is like well past its half-life because the Earth will be too warm for human inhabitants. And so so all all that to say we're, we're past our half-life. So that means that they'll never theoretically be more than 200 billion people okay alive on Earth. Okay. And 200 billion is a fraction of that number with 36 zeros behind it. So basically that means that when God created you, Jamie, he created uh-huh. only you to fulfill a very specific person that no one in the history of time could ever do the way that you do it. No one who was ever to come could fulfill this thing the way that he very specifically and uniquely made you to do it. And when I think about that, I'm just like, that just blows my mind. I'm like, yes, yes God, I want to do that because nobody else will ever or has ever going to be able to do that the way that you made me to do it. And so I want to live on purpose because you made me for a purpose and I want to seize every day and live it the way that you designed for me to do it. And, and I mean, when I told my kids that one night at the dinner table, 
yes, I bore my kids with these crazy t- statistics. No. They're like, their eyes just lit up. It's just made them feel so special and so important. And they're like, can we take the strengths finders test, mom? So, um, so yeah, so that that's kind of just the whole part of it. Just everybody has this incredible importance in God's plan. And I want to help people live like it. That is so wonderful. And I, have you written that out anywhere? I don't think I have, but I need to. You need to. That's good. And that's such a good perspective. I wish I could know what mine are. I'll have to tell you later. Um, what are yours, your strength finder results? Mine are activator, futurist, strategic, and um, relator, and belief. So basically, it means I like to take action. I like to make a strategy. I have really strong values, and I like to connect with a core group of people. That sounds like you. So, yeah, pretty much. I took it. One of our um, pastor's wife, she had all of the wife, elder wives take it, and then we're going to meet together, and she's going to go over with us. I can't wait. It's yet. Yeah, that, that makes it even better when you have a group of people to talk it out with. We, my, my book club actually had an emergency book club meeting because there was a strengths finders coach in town. And so that is an emergency. You have to get together it immediately was. and go through that. It was. We, it was. We, somebody emailed about it that day. We had it planned for that night and we stayed up late learning more about our personalities. And it was really incredibly insightful. So I think it'll be really valuable for you. Okay. I love it. I cannot wait. Uh, okay. Speaking of book club, what are you reading right now? <laughs> we are reading Simplify by Bill Hybels. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're not a fluffy book club. You, I mean, that's we, what I, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, we're me. The, we, previous books were um, I can't remember the title. It was a John Maxwell book, The okay. Fifteen Laws of Personal Growth, or something like that. So you, it sounds like you prefer nonfiction. I do. Okay. I well, because I have no. Uh, self-control when it comes to fiction. So if I read fiction, it'll be like, okay, I'm just throwing food at the children. Like, <laughs> like life stops hey, and you just right. read. Yeah. Kids take care of yourself. Jimmy, take off work because uh-huh. I have to finish this book. Yeah. So I, I have that's something that I kind of need to lay down during certain seasons of my life. I always find it interesting when I hear people that either love fiction or love nonfiction. I feel like it kind of tells me a little bit about the person a little bit. Mm. I don't know. Like I'm a fiction lover. And so to read nonfiction is a huge discipline for me. Like it is hard for me. And so I try to balance it out, you know, um, yeah. you know, every other one or something. Well, here's the thing. I don't actually read nonfiction. I listen to it. So I have, oh, that's even yeah, better. I have an audible account and that's how, because if I try to read it, I, I get distracted. I get bored. But if I, I can listen to it while I do laundry or go for a run or whatever. So I, I, I listen to most of my nonfiction books. I agree. That's a good thing to do. I've listened to some Piper books like that because I cannot read them mm-hmm. or I will just zone out. That's <laughs> what will happen. Um, okay. You're inspired um, to action podcasts. I love it, but I want to tell you something. I don't know if I've ever told you this a couple of months ago. I think it was in the spring cause it was kind of cool outside and I was running at town Lake and I put on your podcast and you have the same intro every single time. And so it wasn't the first time I've ever heard it. Um, but for some reason that day, I don't know what was going on at home. Kat, I started your podcast, you did your intro, and I started bawling. Because mm-hmm. I went back and listened to it today so I can write it down. Because you say, this is how you start every single one. And it says, what you do every day is life-changing and it matters more than you can ever imagine. And all of the women in the world, he picks you to be the mother for your children. Because you are spe- special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly, and for fighting to be a great mom. And I just remember, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can do it. (laughs) He's going to equip me. 
So I love that podcast and how you serve moms. It's so wonderful. I just want to tell you that you're really, really, really doing something special. Well, I love hearing that. I've thought about changing that at various times. You know, I'm like, well, it's the same thing, but I just, I just so mean it. That is just the heart of what the podcast is all about and the heart of what I want to say to moms. And so I've gotten so many emails and comments about that intro that I'm like, I, I, I can't do it. I have to, I have to keep that as my intro because it's like an amazing four sentences where you're just like, that doesn't matter what else happens in the show. That right there is an encouragement. I love how God is just using it and just the truth of it. And I mean, I, you know my story, but you know, I never knew my mom. And so motherhood is such a special and precious thing to me. And I'm so far from perfect at it, but I want to be the best that I can. And I, I think my sort of unique perspective of this is my one shot at understanding the mother-child relationship, mm-hmm. I, I want to share just that the nobility of it with moms and encourage them in it and remind them of it because it's not something that the world often does. That's so true. So, so, so true. So if you're looking for that from the world, that's going to be jaded and not what we need to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so wonderful. Now, speaking of um, how you help people, not speaking of that, but how you also help people with their blogging, you have a blogging kit. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that? Because it's the new year. It's, and one thing I also love about you, Kat, is that, like you said before, you're very intentional. You're very purposeful. Like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to have a plan, and I'm gonna, then I'm going to take action. And I, I love that about you. It's so encouraging. So I know that you're big on, like, you know, um, not to-do lists, but goals, you know, mm-hmm. setting goals for, your, for, your, for yourself and for your blog. Do, do you talk about that in your blog planning kit? Oh, I do. Totally. Um, and, and basically the, the whole gist of the blog planning kit is understanding where you ultimately want to head and then breaking that down into tasks that you can do today. Uh, and, and so I'm actually working also on a mom. It's not I'm not calling it a mom planning kit, but basically a planning course for moms that I hope to have out in the new year. Um, but because, you know, we do tons of things every day, but you know, a good percentage of them have nothing to do with our long-term goals. They're just little distractions. Somebody needs this, somebody needs that. And we spend a lot of time doing things that aren't getting us to our ultimate destination. And so with the blog planning kit in particular, the point is to help people identify their long-term goals and figure out how to break those down into projects, spread those projects out so we're not all excited about the five things we want to do this year and start all of them at one time in January. Mm -hmm. And then breaking those down into tasks that they can continue doing. And then um, I also talk about just the three different hats that we wear as bloggers and how we get overwhelmed when we try to wear more than one of those hats at a time. Mm. Like about our three different things that we should focus on in our blogging? And what do you mean when you say the three hats? Yeah. So we, at any given time, we wear a CEO hat, a manager hat, and a writer hat or a podcaster hat. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, uh, so the CEO, that's the visionary. That's the one who says, okay, this is ultimately where I want to go. Ultimately, I want to be a New York Times best-selling author. Uh, and, and they set the vision and the course for your entire blog. Then the manager is the one who says, okay, if I want to be a New York Times best-selling author, then I need to break that down. That means that in the next 10 years, I need to write a book. In the next five years, I need to write a best-selling ebook. So that means in the next year, I probably should write my first ebook. And the manager then breaks that down. So maybe... In month one, I write chapter one. Month two, I write chapter two. Basically, that manager Mm -hmm. takes that vision and puts it into practical action steps to the point of saying, okay, this week, I'm going to be writing 
my intro. Gotcha. So then the writer just sits down, has no thoughts about where the blog is headed, no thoughts about how to put anything into action. They just look at the little list that their manager gave them and they write. Wouldn't it be nice if we really did have three people? Wouldn't it? it would, <laughs> I'm just thinking like, man, if someone would just tell me that, I, I'm like on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I but get you, stuck in the manager part. Yes. Well, and, and when we try to wear too many hats or we, we think that we can be a manager any day of the week, mm-hmm. then that's when we get stressed and overwhelmed. And so what I encourage people to do in the blog planning kit is to you know take a time once a quarter, put on your CEO hat, go to a coffee shop, sit down, think about the, all those long-term things. Then once a month, uh, put on your manager hat, break all those CEO things down. And then at the beginning of every week and at the beginning of every week only, mm-hmm. put on your manager hat and say, decide what you're going to be doing each and every day of that week. And so that way, every day when you sit down, you've already figured out these are the most important things that I'm going to work on. So this is what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, the writer is the little worker bee. They don't ask mm-hmm. questions. They don't second guess. They just sit down and do the work. And if you can... Uh, you know, wrap your brain around that. It is so free and it makes it so much easier and so much less overwhelming to sit down and just write. You know what? That is so good. And full disclosure, I have bought this blog planning kit and never have done it. And so this is a 2015 goal of mine because I really need this in my life. For example, this morning, uh, I had another podcast interview this morning and between you two, I had about an hour and a half and I'm like, you know what, I really need to get a blog post up. I just don't blog that much anymore. Da, 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 da. And I sat there and Kat, I just looked at the blank screen like, I, I have no idea what to do. My mind had just finished an interview. My mind was thinking about the mm-hmm. next interview. And then I was trying to write a blog post about something that matters. And I ended up just putting some pictures of my kids at a football game because I couldn't use my brain. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, but I can see how valuable that would have been had today I sat down and managed out the entire week. And then mm-hmm. I would have known exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so good. And so well, like, if you think about it, you're like, well, duh, of course, but man, that's hard to do. It is. It is. But once you get into the habit of doing it, honestly, and, and this is not the way I naturally am. I'm not naturally a type A organized person. I have only adapted it because I want to do things. I'm, I'm an activator. I want to accomplish things. And the only way that I found to do that is to break things down and to be organized. And so I've sort of forced myself into being that so that I can get things done. So, you know, it's not like you have to be somebody who always dots their I's and crosses their T's. You just need to decide that you want to get somewhere and then really having a plan is the only way to actually get there. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Um, Do you do blog um, consulting? I do. I haven't opened up spots lately, but in the new year, I will be opening up some more slots and doing blog coaching. And that's a, I mean, it's just a fun thing to do. What to, does that look like? I mean, does it look like literally how you and I were talking the, earlier and you're like, no, don't do it for free. You need to charge it and just doing stuff like that. Or what does it look like? Well, it kind of depends on the person. I, I, I would have different ses- sessions that, that I would do. So sometimes it would just be a, okay, you just, um, and so, so they would set it up a certain way. So either I would take them through the blog planning kit okay? Um, because, you know, sometimes people would buy it and they'd be, you know, not sure exactly like me. I've what to do. Done it. Yeah. They just never got started. Mm-hmm. And so by kind of like we talked earlier about when you pay for something, you mm-hmm. take it a little bit more seriously. If they signed up for my coaching and I walk them through it, they're going to do it. And so it's okay. just like this extra level of accountability. And I help them to break things down if they are stuck on certain projects and just walk them through that process. Um, other times I would 
send them the blog planning cat. They would work through it. They would send me the information and then they would let me know where they're stuck in growing their blog. So if they were wanting to generate an income, if they're talking about writing an ebook or whatever, we would talk about those things like we did earlier. Uh, so so it, it kind of would depend. Either I would just walk them through the beginning stages of getting a plan in order, or we would talk through some of the obstacles that they have in activating their plan. Okay, I need this. This is what I need. <laughs> I need. I need you in my life, Kat. <laughs> I need you in my brain and in my head. Well, you know, when you're talking earlier, I think another important thing to remember, and in this mom planning, it's not really even going to be called a mom planning course because it's for anybody, but for this kind of life planning course, whatever I decide to name it, um, I have five steps that I figure people need to go through. Um, And it kind of goes along the lines of the blog planning kit just for regular life, but it adds another element. So the five steps are to discover, to declutter, to define, to deliver, and to do over. And... I think the first one, a lot of times when we think about planning for the new year and setting goals, we do we do the define part. We define our goals. Uh-huh. We define what I want to do. Yeah. Here's what I, yeah, yeah. We do all that. We, we do the deliver. This is how I can be more productive and that sort of thing. We do the do-over one, which is kind of just reviewing the year and rewarding our goals. Um, sometimes we do the declutter part where we get everything out of our brain. But the first one is the one that we often don't do and that I think is so crucial. And that's just to discover. Uh, that's taking personality tests, understanding how you work and how you thrive. Do I work well in details? If not, then maybe all those detail tasks on my to-do list are things that I really need to give over to somebody else. And that would be a better use of my time or my money. Um, maybe I have all these things that I do, but you know, 80% of them don't add to my long-term goals. Just really taking right. that time to look at how you work, what is important to you, and how many of your daily activities or responsibilities actually line up with your lifetime priorities. And and I think that's so important because maybe, I mean, I don't know, but maybe you don't even like to write. And so if you're forcing yourself to blog just because you haven't blogged, then that's not actually life-giving for you or, and I'm just making this yeah. up. I don't no, know. No, I know what you're saying. I do know what you're saying. Just understanding how you click and making, you know, kind of shaping your world around that and finding other people to supplement where you have weaknesses. That's so good because we do, we don't think about that at all. And I, mm-hmm. and when you said like maybe 80% of your stuff is not actually helping you achieve your long-term goal, you know, I'm like, wow, that would be just like you're wasting that time. If, mm-hmm. But if you don't know where you're trying to get then it's just like you're just swimming around in a circle and you're never going to get to the end of the pool where you want to be. Right. Well, there's that law of economics, Pareto's principle, where it talks about uh, 20% of a nation's population bring in 80% of the income. And a lot of people talk about that in terms of productivity as well, that ultimately that that same statistic is true for the things we do day to day, that uh, only 20% of the things that we do actually contribute to our long-term goals. And 80% of it, not so much. And mm-hmm. so if we really focus on that 20% and kind of narrow in on those and do those things first and let the other things fill up the rest or fall by the wayside, uh, we're going to find, we're going to, you know, get a lot more done with a lot less energy. But, and that's what we want, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. accomplish more without having, you know, less energy because then you have more energy to do the other stuff that you have to do mm-hmm. besides your, you know, long-term goals with writing and blogging and podcasting. Mm-hmm. There's the rest of your life as well. Because we we think we can we think that somehow we're, we're these magical people who can expand time. I know at least I do this, and so I'll say yes to all these things, but I can't actually do them. And so if I think of my time more like money, 
if I have a Christmas budget of what I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give this to this person, I have a very finite amount of money that I can Mm -hmm. spend. And once I reach that limit, I cannot spend any more on anybody else. So no matter who comes to me and says, I want this for Christmas, I'll be like, "I, I actually just, I actually can't. But somehow with time, I think I have a tendency to think differently, like, oh, I can magically expand my time or magically expand my energy when in actuality, I can't. can't. And I need to recognize those hard boundaries of what I can do and what I can't do. Man, and you and I were talking in the middle of December and boy, do I feel like that, (laughs) you know, in the middle of December with our time, you know, it's crazy. Oh, 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 so crazy, crazy. Okay, well, I'm going to put links up for your blog planning kit, which I just pulled mine up and I'm going to go print it today, Kat, because this is going to be a 2015 goal of mine is to just lay out some goals. Like I don't even know where I'm going. You know, that's what I'm just realizing when you're saying like 10 year goal, I'm like, I don't even know. And that seems like something I should know. Well, then I'm going to be keeping you accountable to that. That's great. You're going to get annoying emails from me. (laughs) Um, I'm going to tell everyone how they can do that. And if you open up that class again, let me know so I can share okay. with people. Cause I know that would be, I mean, just even our conversation right now is life giving for me. Mm-hmm. And I know people listening, um, in your podcast as well. Okay. I have a couple of just random things um, okay. on, I saw this thing the other day that was talking about the most talked about things on Facebook in 2014. Okay. So I guess they could figure out how many times people talked about these certain things. Okay. So for movies, I want to see, I'm, I don't go to the movies very often. I love going to the movies, but I just don't. Because for me, if I'm going to go on a date with Aaron, I don't know. I don't want to go to a movie. Do you? Mm, yeah. No, well, I, we have a hard time finding movies that we actually want to watch. Yeah. So that, yeah. If, if there were just a whole bunch of movies out that we really wanted to watch, mm-hmm. then maybe. But yeah, yeah we, we don't typically go to the movies either. Because I think that it would be our time to talk. And so. Right. You can't really do that. But there are two movies coming out in December that I'm dying to see because I've read the book. See, that's another big thing for me. If I've read the book, I want to see it. But they Mm -hmm. don't have many movies out on the books that you read. Just my fiction books. How boring was that? (laughs) A book on whatever you're reading. That'd be funny. Simplify. It would be a very short movie. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Do you have an Alamo Draft House in Waco? No, we don't. Oh, but we do have the Hippodrome, which is starting to be like that, I think. Is it like where you can eat and watch a movie? I've heard that that's what they revamped it to be. Okay. And so I haven't been. I'm so spoiled now. I'm like, why would I go to a movie unless I can eat dinner there? <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is dumb. I'm not just going to sit here. I need to accomplish two things at once, movie and dinner. That sounds fantastic. I know. It's great. Okay. So here are the top 10 movies that were listed the most on Facebook. And I want to see how many of you have I seen. Okay. Number I'm going to be so lame. I, I'm lame too. I already looked. I know, I know them. Number one is Frozen. Okay. I have seen that Me multiple too, times. Me too. Because we have girls. Yeah. Right. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Nope. I haven't either. I, I think that's a, is it a kid's movie? Because I think my boy saw that. Maybe my boy would like it. I don't even know. Okay. Number three, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, no. I haven't either. Is but, that a John Maxwell movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Those are down at the bottom of the list. Hold on. We're almost there. Um, number four, Mali- oh gosh, Maleficent? Maleficent? No. No, me neither. The Lego movie? I have seen that. Okay. I've seen it too. Like vaguely. I sat and watched it with my kids somewhere. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny actually. Yeah, my kids cute. and I quote it all the time. Like when I tell my son something to do um, and he knows that I'm in a good mood, he'll be like, okay, mom. Um, now 
I, I was mostly listening, but if you could just repeat everything that <laughs> you just said, because I, I wasn't listening. That's funny. I like how you said, if he knows I'm in a good mood, because he's like, then the joke is funny. Right, right, yeah. right. If it's been a long day, you're like, don't play with me, son. Just go do what I said. <laughs> exactly. My patience has shrunk to the size of a pea. Yes. Okay. Number six, The Fault in Our Stars. Nope. Did you Did you read that book by any chance? I didn't. Okay. It's a fiction book. I am so uncultured. No, you're not. Number seven, Transformers. No. No, me neither. I do not have a thing for um, those kind of movies. Well, I'm a, I'm a little um, scarred because my son often gives me his Transformers to retransform really into whatever shape they were. Yes. And three hours later. Yes. No, I'm the bad mom that my kids, when they were little, would bring them to me. I'd be like, this is a daddy job. <laughs> I, mom, I can't even do this. Nope. Take this to dad. Um, number, I bet you haven't seen any of these last three. Number eight is Gone Girl. No, I haven't even heard of that. Oh, I read the book. The book was good. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, number nine, The Hunger Games. No. Did you read the books? Well, I have seen. I don't. I haven't seen the one that's out now. I, I've seen the first one. Yeah, I think that's how. How I many? How many are I, out? I don't even know. I don't I know. Seen them all. I read the book, and then the last one, I've never even heard of it. The Purge, Anarchy. Mm, haven't heard of that. Yeah, I haven't either. So you saw two, <laughs> and I saw one, two. Three. See, we're both kind of lame. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. I know. See, no, I was like, when you said that you hadn't seen, I was like, I haven't seen hardly any of these. That's how lame that I am as well. Yeah. Well, we, I have a husband who loves to watch old John Wayne movies and my kids like to watch I Love Lucy. So we're not really super Oh, y'all are so sweet. John Wayne and I Love Lucy. Yeah. My husband is actually pretty adorable. He's super picky about what he watches, just, you know, just really careful about what he watches. Uh-huh. And so I get these Amazon notifications of all these movies that are like pre-1960. That he's been <laughs> that watching. He watch. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. I am not, I can't, for some reason, I'm like a child with old movies. Like they're hard for me. You know, how mm. my kids are like, I can't watch this. <laughs> I admit that sometimes I feel that way, which is not good, but. Anyhow. Well, how about I Love Lucy, though? That's funny. I would watch that yeah. for sure. And I'm glad that your kids like it. Oh, they love it. I tried to I tried to t- show my kids an older movie, kind of like that, a couple of months ago, and they weren't really into it. And I can't remember what it was. Maybe I should try I Love Lucy. Yeah, because they're nice and short and quick and to the point, and they're pretty – I mean, they're hilarious. Yeah. That's so good. Um, okay, the top U.S. places that were listed on Facebook. This is the last little survey I want to show you. Can you okay. just guess where you think maybe was number the one number one place that people talked about and checked into? In the Ferguson? United States, in the United, no, a place, not something like a they city talked about a place that they went. That's a city. Yeah, a place that they went. Yeah, we're New York more vacationy than you know. Okay, my guess would be New York City. New York City. Okay, Times Square is number three. So there you go. Number okay, one is Disney properties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you all done Disney with your kids? We did. We did Disney. I never can remember. Disney World, one in California. That's Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> it obviously made a very huge impression <laughs> on me. My husband and I are not really theme park kind of people. Yeah. So we kind of just did it to check it off our list. Yeah. Like, kids, yeah, took you here. So, yeah, and I know that so many people are love it. And we, we, I don't know. It's just not. It's just not our thing. So we went, and the kids had fun. And, and sometimes they ask about Florida, and we just kind of screwed around it. Yeah, you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know. We yeah. have not done. I did Disneyland a lot as a child because my grandparents lived really close. But we have not done any Disney with our kids, and we want to. It's just so dang expensive. Yeah, 
Yeah, we were already, well, we had actually, we were dri- already going to drive that direction because mm-hmm. we go on this crazy big road trip every summer. And then our my kid's school had an auction where we got buy one, get one free tickets or something like oh, that. That's and great. And I mean, this is in the middle of Texas. So who else would be planning on heading that direction? So it just yes. worked out perfectly. So we won the auction. And so we got to use those. That's great. For Disney. So it worked out well. That's great. Another place in California, which actually is, so Universal Studios Hollywood is the second one. And then third is Times Square. And then fourth is another place I just mentioned to Aaron the other day I'd like to take our family is Yosemite National Park, Mm -hmm. which is in Northern California. I've been there. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then fifth is Grand Canyon. Sixth is Yellowstone. Have you taken your kids to any of those big national parks? Well, no. My husband wants to go to Grand Canyon. I told him I would need to be drugged. Why? Are you scared? Well, I don't like heights, but more, I don't okay. like my children near heights. Oh, you'd be a nervous wreck. I would be a nervous wreck. I'd be like, okay, nobody's leaving the car. I'm pressing the child lock. You're like, we're going to look at the Grand Canyon yeah. from here, children. You yeah. see everything you need to see. Yeah, and, and those of you who have seven-year-old-ish boys might be able to – I mean, like, who knows what's yes. going to happen to him. So that's not we, – we do we do have a goal of hitting all 50 states on our summer road trips before my oldest goes off to college. So we've hit some really fun places. We went to Williamsburg this past summer, mm-hmm. which we – completely adored. Um, but the Grand Canyon might need to be later on down the road for when, us. When, when the seven-year-old boy is like 15 or something. Right, right. And they don't mind being tethered to their mother. <laughs> they might not mind that when they're older. <laughs> that might be an issue. Um, how many states have y'all hit? Yeah, I don't really remember. We, we hit a lot. I mean, like Probably at least 10? half. Oh, half. You've been to like yeah. half. Okay, that's oh, a it, lot. We, we, I mean, it's like 3,000 mile road trips every summer okay. um, for 10 days to two weeks. And then, yeah. So all we have left really is the Midwest uh-huh. and the Northeast. So we're trying to hit the Midwest this summer. Okay. Uh-huh. I love everybody from the Midwest. We're kind of just trying to get that one out of the way. That's so funny. Because <laughs> it's a lot of driving through land. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And it probably looks, a lot of it looks alike. Right. Yeah. Well, the Northeast will be fun. Yes. Super excited about that. Okay, that's a fun, fun thing to do with your kids. I love that. Well, how if, are you, how are if you they like road trips. That? How are you documenting all these 50 states? Do you have like something fun and cool that you're doing or no? I'm not really crafty. Okay, not to make you feel bad. <laughs> we, we're pretty much just making mental memories. Well, so haven't okay. you been on Pinterest lately, Karen? <laughs> I can't yeah. listen to your podcast with someone about Pinterest. And so I know that you're not the biggest Pinterester. I'm not well because I am an activator, and so I see all these things. It makes me want to do them, and then it overwhelms me, and so I just don't do any of them. So I, Very I do take overwhelming. I take a picture of every state sign. Okay, see that's what I mean. Like you okay. do that. Okay, yeah, that's great. That's that's, that's pretty all much I could do too. I haven't that's... formed them into any book or anything. Yeah, you I just, have them readily I have available if you need to make a book. Yeah, yeah. So that's great, and then you could make like a photo book for them when they whenever you accomplish it all. See? I've actually thought about paying my children to, to do that. See, that's great. They can make their own gift. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. Um, do you? Okay, this just popped in my head. Do you still work on these two week vacations? Um, not really. In my head, I I was going to, but I about the second one, I started to notice that I would get kind of carsick. Um, mm, yeah. And so I can't really do anything. I just sit and stare. We do, we do listen to tons of audiobooks. Uh, we love listening to the story of the world. Are you familiar with that? No. It's by Susan Wise Bauer. And I think a lot of homeschool families use it to learn history. But okay. it's basically the story of the world in little chunks and nuggets for, I think it's like geared towards around the eight-year-old age range. But okay. I mean, 
everyone in my family loves listening to it and we feel so smart. And we listened to the um, 17th, 18th century one when we went to Williamsburg. And so it was really fun because the little people who walk around and tell you about everything in Williamsburg yeah. all were so impressed with my kids because they knew who was like the queen of England at this so time funny. and that time. But You're it was like only walking around with the biggest smile on your face, like mom of the year right here, mom, mom of the year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. That's really fun. I'm going to have to look those up. I, I guarantee you, I would learn a lot from listening to them because oh, they're amazing. Anytime I help with my kids with their homework, I'm always like, man, did I ever learn this? Y'all are so smart. <laughs> Okay, that's so fun. Okay, the next one, the next couple ones are Yankee Stadium. Never which been there. I haven't ever been to a lot of Major League Baseball fields either, but y'all go to all the Baylor games. We do. So are you a sports family? We are. I mean, I've always loved sports. I grew up with a dad and a brother who never liked sports. I just like sports. So I would go out to the field next which to our house. Which is kind of rare. You right, know that? right, right. And I, I would throw the football. And then I would run, get it, <laughs> throw it back. That's the other hilarious. Person. I mean, that was pathetic. So I loved being, I, I love that I'm married to a sports guy. So we love all kinds of sports. And you're a runner. I'm a runner. Yeah. I, I, I love whenever you post, y'all are at the Baylor game, your kids are always reading books. <laughs> they are. I don't know if we're raising sports people, <laughs> but we are sports people. They're cultured. I mean, they're around sports. They may be reading, but, which I don't know. That might be better for them. I took my kids. I thought of you the other day because I took the, all my kids to a basketball game there at the Texas. And Caden brought a book. And I took a picture. <laughs> and I'm like, this, he is so his dad because Aaron's not that much into sports. And I just could never fathom having a book during a basketball game. I mean, right. you know, it's pretty fast paced and it's loud right. and crazy, but he just well, read his book and he would look up every once in a while when they cheered and he was just happy. They're going to be the kind of people that they're sitting in the library and they're like, why is it so quiet in here? <laughs> I can I only need to read with the loud music. 30,000 people screaming. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Um, okay. The last three, I have been to one of them. One of them is Las Vegas and then Hollywood Walk of Fame in Madison Square Garden. I've never been to the Hollywood Walk of No, I've been to that. I haven't been to Las Vegas. And Madison Square Garden, I don't Is that what you said? Yeah, and now that I'm so, saying it, I haven't been to any of them because Madison Square Garden is the big like basketball court arena, right? Yeah, yeah I yeah. haven't been there, so I'm out. Yeah, no, only the Hollywood Walk of Fame is the only one that I'm okay. in on that one. Yeah, yeah. Did you do that on your trip to California? Um actually no. I did that uh, I went to California several years ago to meet um my aunt my mom's sister for the first oh, time yes and so my brother and i did the whole la thing while we were there so, so fun yeah i wish that we had time I'm, I'm gonna have to have you back because i wish we had time for you to talk about your just whole random crazy story like when you went on your compassion trip and met some of your fam i mean it's just i'm like giving a, a dumb teaser because i have nothing to offer <laughs> to people but i'll maybe can put some links up from your blog where you tell your story and stuff yeah at I, least give people you know a little bit of help into getting to know you but i just i love all your stories about that well i mean i love how god just weaves stuff together he may, he's the greatest storyteller and i'm just so thankful that he got to use me for one little story but i, I do share my story in the one episode of the podcast. I was I don't, about to ask you, isn't there one where you just share your story? Yeah, I don't okay. remember which episode it was, but I can send you the link. Okay, for we the can show figure notes. that out, and I'll link to mm -hmm. that one because I remember I listened to that one and it was so good. I do need to warn people to get a tissue because I get people not really oh. pseudo mad at me sometimes because they're like, you didn't tell me I was going to cry and I was crying in the car. It's such a good or story. Or crying while I was running, which doesn't work very well. Such so. a good story. Um, okay, Kat, I have one more question for you before we go. And I just thought about this. You have, from what I can see from afar, 
Um, you have been to um, a handful of blogging conferences. I know that you have spoken at some blogging conferences. Would you say if someone is um, a blogger, are these are these something that people need to be going to? I, I just put you on the spot completely. No, but. that's great. That's great. I honestly think so. Okay. Be- Why? Be- because there's nothing, no amount of social media or whatever can really replace face-to-face interaction. And and I would say, this sounds funny, but blogging conferences are great. All the sessions are great, but it's the meeting people and talking to people and making real-life friendships that are the core benefit, I think, of a blogging conference. Because you can learn all the stuff that they teach. You can learn that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you true. can't, those friendships, um, I mean, people that I've met have been crucial in, in my blogging. When I went to the Philippines with Tish um, Oxenreiter and Stephanie Langford, and those are core friendships that I have to this day that have played a huge role in my blogging and my podcasting. And if we'd never had that face-to-face, I mean, we wouldn't have yeah. nearly the relationship that we have. And friends that you know that I see at blog conferences every year, uh, you know, just solidifies our friendship. So, you know, it's great to have those friends online, but then to take that offline and to, you know, have those friends in 3D, uh, it's it's an intangible thing, but it is, it's huge. Just to have those shared memories and, yeah, I, okay. I think that's just super, super important. That's awesome. Are you attending or speaking at any in 2015? Uh, the Declare Conference in Dallas-Fort Worth. Oh, when is in that? Aug- Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know. the. It's in August. I don't remember the exact. Or it might be the end of July, actually. Okay. End of July, beginning of August. Okay. And it's closed for us in Texas. I mean, it's just right on the road. Which is so brilliant. I'm sure that's so nice for you as Mm -hmm. well. So that's awesome. Okay. Well, so fun. Well, Kat, I have so enjoyed talking with you. Me too. I could talk to you for hours. I know. It's so fun. So fun. And so... Again, thank you for being someone that was like monumental in me doing this little happy hour podcast and encouraging me along the way. Um, it's fun. Well, it has been to my benefit. I love your show. So oh, thanks. You're so sweet. So sweet. Um, and anyone that I'm going to put up on the blog and on my on my page, jamieivy.com, how you can follow Kat, learn all about her. Um, she is a huge encouragement to mom. So if you're looking for a place to, to, where you can go and feel welcome and feel safe and get encouragement, Check out the Maximize Your Mornings and everything's on InspiredToAction.com and all of that stuff. I'm going to put all, everything up because you, have, you just have a wealth of, of help for people. And so I love that. Well, thanks. Yes. Okay, well, <laughs> thanks for joining, Kat. Have a great day. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jamie. You have a great day, too. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today for the happy hour. Didn't you love Kat? She brings so much encouragement to the table, and I left that interview feeling like I could tackle the world. I put all of the links that we talked about over in the show notes. You can find those on my website, is jamieivy.com. Links to the blog planning kit, links to Good Morning, um, her Good Morning Challenge. You can find all kinds of links over there of everything that we talked about. I hope you enjoyed it so much. I want to say thank you to those that have subscribed to the Happy Hour Podcast over on iTunes. If you haven't, head on over there and subscribe. That way, every time a new show comes out, you don't have to look for it. It just comes straight to your device. Also, thanks a lot to all of you that have left comments and ratings. What that does for us, besides make me feel really good about this podcast, is it helps other people find our show. So thanks a lot for doing that. I really, really appreciate those. And lastly, I would love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. My Twitter is at Jamie underscore Ivy. And Instagram, I'm Jamie Ivy. Facebook, you can find me as Jamie Ivy. I really do love to hear from you. I love to hear what you love about the show. I love to hear your questions. 
And you can also always leave a comment on the show notes over at the blog, jamieivy.com. Guys, thank you so much. Guys, thank you so much. I'm actually recording this from my hotel room at the Noonday Conference. Um, that I've had so many wonderful Noonday ambassadors come up and tell me that they listen to the show. So thank you to all of you that listen. Love me some Noonday. And it's been a great weekend with you girls. So, so guys, I hope you have a great week. I look forward to bringing you the next guest next week. Hey guys, you are listening to the happy hour with Jamie Ivy. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to the happy hour with Jamie Ivy on your podcast player so you never miss an episode.